We back in the lab, we making some noise, so go turn your decibels up. Yeah. Black skin, white coat, oh no, who was nice as us? Made Jim really told us no limits, so we about to take this up. Went from mixing in the kitchen to the lab, and now nah, I can make this up. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We shining a light on the people of color to show them how fly it is. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We back in the lab with white coats on our back, trying to show what time it is. Hey. And welcome back to the B-Scientist Podcast, a podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute, or B-Sci. When you hear this noise, that is our in-podcast citation. So please head over to b-sci.org backslash B-Scientist to see all of our citations for each episode ever. I am geoarchaeologist Jordan Chapman, and as always, we have chemist Jana Carpenter. And today we're going to do a couple things. We're going to go through some updates. We're going to talk about some sciencey stuff, of course. And then we're going to kind of finish up by just kind of going on our new normal grad school rant. So let's hop into it. First um, update is that we now, B-side that is, have a sponsorship tier. Basically, we have several levels of ways to donate to B-side. First is the B-Scientist donation tier, which is from $1 to $100. And each month, your name could potentially show up on one of our, of our two episodes of B-Scientist. Um, and then we also have the B-Silver package. That one gives you a free t-shirt and your name will definitely be mentioned as a B-Silver donor on the B-Scientist podcast during that month of donation. Um, your name is also featured on b-side.org. Um, and then there's the B Gold package, which is from $501 to $1,000. Um, your name will be dropped on the podcast for sure. And you will be named as a B Gold sponsor in the B Scientist magazine when that drops. And of course, another free t shirt. And Jenna, do you want to do the B Platinum? Yeah. So for B Platinum, you get everything we just mentioned. However, you'll be able to be featured on the B Side.org website for one full year. Mm. One full year. Think full about year. that. That's a long time. Yeah. Show off to your friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You'll also get recognition as a B Platinum donor on the B Scientist podcast mm-hmm. and the magazine for one full year. Oof. Wow. That's 12 months. I mean, that sounds you didn't amazing. Know. <laughs> as well as be named as a B Platinum sponsor on our video content mm-hmm. for a full year. When that comes out. And get a free B Side t shirt, which everyone wants oh, and yeah. needs. You definitely um, need. And yeah, other benefits can be discussed. So think about that. Think about it. Why not? Target, I'm looking at you. Target. Hey, listen. Whoever wants to be a sponsor in the podcast, you know. Waters Corporation, uh, Agilent, all of that. Fisher Scientific. Hey, listen, Fisher. Listen, this sounds perfect, honestly. So think about it. I mean, be (laughs) scientists. Why not? Right? Hey. So, yeah, we would love to give back to our community. And the mm-hmm. only way we can do that is with your support. So, all right. Now I feel like I'm on an NPR. Uh, <laughs> like an like advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to those way too many times. Right. So it feels really familiar. But please definitely consider supporting us. Um, and we thank you so much yeah. for your support. Also, we have talked about doing scholarships. And this would potentially go towards helping that happen. So, We'll finish off by saying that we, it's not just to produce content, it's not just to produce and not to support B-Sci, but also potentially giving back to the community in a pretty direct way. So think about it. And we move on to some of our updates from some of the other things we're doing. So starting, so this podcast episode will be dropping on Wednesday the 16th, 16th. but yes, we're telling you that because <laughs> on June 19th, aka Juneteenth, B-Side is officially going on a break from that Juneteenth to July 4th, basically. And you won't be getting a podcast and none of the B-Side board members or some of our new general members will not be (laughs) doing anything B-Side related. So we are looking forward to that because it is summertime and we are mostly all grad students. So we need the break. So this was a good way to break it up. Um, and acknowledge a holiday that is supposed to be about black people just taking a day off, basically. So that's happening. But in between, there are some other things going on with people we consider friends and partners and colleagues. For example, STEM Noir is having their conference from or workshop from June 24th to the 26th. Jenna and Janae have both been helping out with that. And Dr. Chanel Tolson is part of the organizing committee for that. So there's that. And then also... Black and X, 
um, is having their conference from July 29th through July 3rd. And I will be doing a moderation. I will be moderating a panel during that week or that event. I think Janae is also doing something. And I think Dr. Tolson is also a speaker. So, yeah, we're still be doing some things, but yeah, they won't busy be. Bees. Yeah, busy bees. But we won't be busy bee scientists. <laughs> we won't necessarily be doing anything directly bee side related. So that gives us time to work on other stuff like that and then just take some time off. Yeah. And then, um, as you've been talking about, the magazine is very much under development right now. We are hoping to really start getting to that by... Um, Jenna's cat is uh, attacking a box right now. We're very interested in seeing where that goes. But anyway, um, working on a magazine, um, that is potentially looking like a date coming out in July, probably in later July. Um, magazine coming out July. Um, later July, we will be taking user submissions and things like that. We're still kind of working out the kinks, but it is on the way. And then hopefully sometime this fall, if we can find some funding, we will be dropping science communication videos and that also reminds me in august on august 28th give 828 from the young black giving back institute will be happening again if you remember from last year that was one of our biggest fundraisers and we will be doing it again we've already registered and we're very excited about it because there are other organizations some of them science organizations such as simlink will be doing their event in fundraising too <laughs> so we encourage you to look at uh, some of the other participants and yeah we'll be there and we'll be doing fundraisers that day too so help us out again all that goes towards our different programs and activities so please check it out also happy pride month we are trying to put together some resources and things like that to put on our social media pages it's kind of going slow but we do hope to do that before we take that juneteenth break so that again happy pride month to those identify um, as part of the pride community and we are going to talk about sciencey stuff now first things up is uh the mars perseverance rover is going to start doing some of its science missions we definitely talked about that in the podcast but for the last few months since it landed on mars it has pretty much just been doing some checkups on its systems and things like that but now we'll be starting some of its direct science missions the one that is in the news right now is that it'll be doing pretty much a geologic sampling of mars be taking some samples along a specific path um, a 1.5 mile square mile area and we collecting those samples and basically waiting for a day when someone can come pick them up and analyze them so that's interesting jenna you also have an article so i do have some news from the waters corporation that i mentioned earlier mm. that shout out was not just <laughs> for funsies mm -hmm. um they just released a SARS-CoV-2 research kit for LCMS uh, which is pretty major just because you know as we all know SARS-CoV-2 is a very rampant pandemic still raging mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. very presently so no one keep your guard down because it's still very present but if you do have an LCMS or know anything about liquid chromatography mass spec then you know that it achieves pretty high sensitivity. You can get lots of features analyzed. And the main way that COVID is detected when it's done through PCR is usually by identifying certain peptides. And so this kit will help you to identify really key features or peptides that are associated with SARS-CoV-2. It's got lots of things in it, some reference standards, an LC column, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty major. Nice. Um, we also have news about NASA sending two spacecrafts to Venus somewhere in the near future. There is the Da Vinci, and I'm going to pronounce the second one wrong, but bear with me. I think it's pronounced Verites spacecraft. They will have two different functions. Um, Verites will be scanning Venus for evidence of geologic activity, where Da Vinci will be scanning the atmosphere to establish how the planet potentially formed. So uh, I don't think they have a date for when those spacecrafts are going to be launched and when their mission's going to start. But that is something that will be happening in the near future for NASA. So NASA's kind of busy right now. Um, and we love NASA, so go NASA. And that's our science news. We don't have that much. We've been busy. <laughs> yeah. As you might imagine, grad school is very demanding in yes. more ways than one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people keep saying, oh, it's the summertime, you know, oh, yeah. you get to relax and mm -hmm. wind down. I have not known rest or peace. <laughs> 
since I was born, okay? <laughs> since she was born. <laughs> but no, seriously, grad school is no joke, mm -hmm. and there is no break until you give yourself one. So, that is very true, yeah. Um, I think it's super important before I start ragging on grad school itself is to make sure you're checking in with yourself and making sure that you're making mental health a priority in line with research so uh-huh um, um if you hear any noise in the background this episode it is moon i just yeah. want to put that out there my cat moon would like to make her debut yeah and, I, you know uh, that she's a recurring character at this point yeah you know she, she likes to make an entrance yeah for um, science is all what it's it all is. for science yeah, this is this is us observing it's like schrodinger's cat yes except we are being observed by her i guess so <laughs> uh, uh, my brain just exploded right okay <laughs> but okay she's taking a break to eat now so i, uh -huh. I guess we can i think we're good for right yeah, now we'll just see just for now <laughs> but yeah grad school is a beast um i don't know if we talked about this on the last episode but like what are you're working in the lab still basically yes mm -hmm. yeah so now that classes are over because i'm fully funded by my advisor i work 40 hours a week mm -hmm. purely dedicated to research mm -hmm. and hopefully by the end of the summer i'll have some research to publish nice, nice. um <laughs> hard to say though i feel mm -hmm. like each day is a battle yes so what are you up to these days um a couple things i'm also trying to do some research for example i am at the university of georgia's archaeology lab or have been at certain points this summer to collect charcoal samples or not collect but like so there have been archaeological excavations on some of the sites that i'll be visiting for my dissertation some of those places have charcoal samples and my goal is to figure out which charcoal samples could be sampled for radiocarbon dating at the university of georgia's center for applied isotope studies i love that place yeah <laughs> missed that place uh, <laughs> yeah. those are the good days shout out to cis but yeah that's um one thing i'm doing the other major thing i'm doing this summer is just reading for comprehensive exams in the fall potentially late august early september no i hope it's no later than mid-september because Technically, I was supposed to do comps, which is the short name for that, um, in uh, sometime in the spring, or even potentially I could have did it last fall. But uh, with you know that thing called the Pandorama happening, I was like, yeah. I don't know if this is the best time for it. Pizza was in retrograde, and <laughs> when that happened, I saw in Cosmo. Was that it? yeah? They said that you can't uh, when it's when it's in ret retrograde, you just have to ride through it. And so, hey, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I am a... Oh, my God. <laughs> I am very good at all of the astrology. It sounds like you are. Yep. Yep. Why is it pizza in retrograde? You know, I was like, you know, I, I like pizza. Uh -huh. And also, I, there's retrograde yeah. things. Uh -huh. it, it just, it started with a P. Uh-huh. And so I did it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no regrets. <laughs> I said what I said. You did. You very much did. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm, saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying, what I mean to say uh -huh. is, you know, time is not real. No. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Uh -huh. And I think you'll do fine. Uh-huh. Yep. And I'm I'm not crying because of cops. I'm definitely crying because of Jenna. That's I also right am now. cutting onions right now. <laughs> yeah. I like to multitask. And so Yeah, she's yeah. cutting she's cutting onions for those pizzas. She's yeah. talking about <laughs> Yeah. Um uh -huh. a fun side effect of grad school is the, you just it, say the, really random things. Yeah, for and sure. And none of it really makes sense. It's because you're slightly crazy after grad school. Just yeah. in the middle. You start grad school just crazy. Moon is really going on in another box over here. This is a great podcast. This is great. This is great. This is kind of like a great representation of how things are going. Yeah, in my life honestly. Right <laughs> so it's, it's all fun. the cats. It's all the Schrodinger's cats. It's it, yeah. it's it's either in one spot or we just don't know where it's at. Yeah, basically. You really just you'll never know. Nope. Until you know. Until you observe. Until you don't know. Yeah. Until you don't. Until you know. <laughs> but yeah, grad school is just. I mean yeah it's i i it's just it's just a lot there's no it's 
very much a balancing act. Um, even in the summertime, it's like no, no break, I guess. Yeah. Um, grad school. It, there's just, it's just ma- mostly failures. <laughs> and then every now and then someone's like, oh, good job. And you're like, really? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Praise is something, I mean, it happens in grad school, but it's definitely, I don't know. It's, it's, you did, you, you are praised for the work you do. You, it just doesn't always feel like it happens enough and it doesn't feel like the work that you do equals the amount of praise you get, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's so self-driven, I yeah. feel like, that it's hard to know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Am I actually making a difference in right. my research and for the greater good? I'll never know. But mm-hmm. then someone will be like, you're doing something for the greater good. And I'm like, okay, great. Sure. <laughs> this is good to hear. This is good news. It's good news. So. I mean, yeah. Um, We are young career scientists. We have, I think, one thing that I've honestly been thinking about a lot lately is um, staying or leaving academia after being done with a PhD. Yes. Because um, on the one hand, you know, academia has its benefits. You get to do research. You get to potentially teach. But academia can be a bit toxic. It could be a bit, um, it's strenuous, you know, it's, it's very much, it's, it's a lot of pressure sometimes to continuously do research and continuously come up with new ideas, which is a lot. I mean, that's not how most other jobs work. So it becomes a bit of a struggle. And it's like you were just saying, it's very self-driven. You got to be self-motivated. Um, and all of the, I, I was listening to um, a podcast recently. Um, I think it was, it was a TED Talk podcast. And they were talking about procrastination. And all the, the things they talked about for procrastination are exactly why grad school is so tough. Because yeah. one thing was like, if you like new and innovative work makes procrastination more likely, oh. that's grad school. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. Um, not always having like the like a set direction and like specific tasks to do leads people to procrastinate more. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sounds yeah. familiar. Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, if it's just it's just like every one of those things that like could be procrastinated on is like what grad school is and it makes it really, really tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what's really frustrating is that you can have a game plan in mind Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, this is my end goal. And yeah, let's just start there. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you do have to work your way through the journey. Like it it truly is a marathon and not a sprint. Yeah. And I'm a sprinter. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how to think in the moment. I'm (laughs) always thinking long term and so it can be really difficult to plan out experiments because you know it's you don't really learn how to do that in undergrad how to perform your own experiments to this end goal you know you're always kind of coddled in a way Mm -hmm. okay this is your your research project this is what you're gonna do i'm gonna watch you the whole time nothing will go wrong Mm -hmm. you know and now it's like things will go wrong Mm -hmm. to start and then you got to figure out what you want to do and um, good luck, <laughs> basically. Right. I mean, yeah, they don't prepare you. In st- I'm, I'm, I was about to say STEM, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take a big like swing at it and say they don't prepare you in any undergrad career, on any undergrad major for that undergrad's comparable, you know, master's or PhD track. And on the one hand, I get it because it's, you know, some of it's like some of us, not everyone who starts off in undergrad is going to go to grad school. Some of them are just going to get jobs in whatever industry that um, makes sense. Um, But then some of us do. And it's it doesn't necessarily prepare you for grad school. It's a different way of being and thinking and trying to do things. It's just it's very different. And there's no great preparation for grad school rather than just going to grad school. And I think what I'm also learning is that grad school is not your life. Yeah, it's, it's not just, your life. It's just an aspect that is a part of your life, mm-hmm. that is a part of your journey as a person. But your life exists outside of grad school. 
whether you believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, and you got to kind of make it that way too, because if you don't, then you will be wrapped up into it too much. It becomes too rare. It, it becomes too close to your actual life, and you define it by that. Like if you mess up in the lab one day then it's like, oh, I didn't just mess up in the lab. I messed up at life. And it's not necessarily, like, no one, like, honestly, and that's another thing about grad school. Like, we, it's a very, like, we get a lot of knowledge on a very small topic that most people are only ever really going to care a little bit about. So it becomes, like, it becomes that, too. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of the times I think I know what I'm doing, and then I'm like, no. No, I don't actually. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard for me to ask for help just in general, but especially in grad school, because I feel like there's this expectation of you to kind of know what you're doing, but there's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes I feel mm -hmm. like that's just like a self-inflicted thing. Yeah. But sometimes you are expected to know what you're doing. And that's such a thin line, I feel like. It is a thin line. And so trying to balance that, but also, in general, just asking for help can be really difficult if you're someone who is, is very independent, especially when it comes to research. Mm -hmm. So that's been pretty difficult to come to terms with and figure out. Yeah. Yeah, the grad school, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. You know, it's like because there are so many different research topics going on everything is there's as many different research topics as there are experiences in grad school basically mm -hmm. um so everyone's a little bit different even if they're in the same department like i know my research is very different from in the way i framed this research is very different from people who are working on other things it's like i like i do geochemistry sometimes like there are people who don't really care about that and it's and, but it's still archaeology which is right. really weird sometimes like so sometimes we're talking past each other um and i'm sure that happens in other fields too and it's just it's very different yeah i feel like um i have fomo a lot when oh, yeah. i talk to other people in my department because i'm like well i should be learning that too mm -hmm. and, oh well maybe i should know this too mm -hmm. and it's like well i, I want to be a well-rounded scientist right you know but half the battle is just learning this one niche thing at the same time. So it gets a little difficult to, you know, choose, pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Moon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear her just like, she's just purring in my ear. Actually, Yeah. It's fine though. Moon's Moon's stressing out with us is what she's doing. Yeah, she's trying to she's trying to heal me with her purring powers, <laughs> and it's working. Nice. It is working. Yeah, but you, I like what you said a little bit a while ago. Like you do have to find those places to just you have to give yourself a break in grad school. And I've like you said two things actually. It's like giving yourself a break and then like not letting grad school be your life and i've definitely been a culprit of both of those things not giving myself a break and just being like especially during the pandemic it's mm -hmm. like oh well i'm home i gotta do something gotta I, be productive. I gotta be productive i gotta i had it like at the very beginning of the pandemic i had like a schedule and i was like oh like at like 12 o'clock that's lunch but like wait, we we gotta be done eating by 12 30 so we can start and, and that didn't work out and i knew it wasn't working but it was still like oh but now i feel bad because i'm like oh man i'm not sticking to the schedule and it's like because what it's schedule? not, but it's not a great <laughs> schedule, and it's just, and it, it just wasn't. I wasn't going to be productive anyway, so it's just that. And then, like, you start off undergrad. It's like you you dedicate a good amount of like, I hate to say it this way, but you dedicate a lot of youth to school. Yeah, like you, you like never mind like the primary and secondary school, but like once you get to higher education, if you go from undergrad to grad school, sometimes that's not a big gap. Like I took two years off. Um, I think you might have took like a year or maybe two two years two off years off too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it's like that two year period was like dedicated to preparing yourself for grad school in some yeah. ways. Yeah. So like, so it's like that maybe four year period. Maybe sometimes maybe it's a little less for some people. For most people, it's about four. But some people do five. Like so, I don't know I probably clocked out around five. Yeah, and I'm then, just the one who waited. 12 years from, and now they're about to go to grad school yeah so it's like you know there's that gap there's like there's that you dedicate that much time to this 
and it's easy to let yourself get wrapped up in pursuing that and pursuing those degrees and you know I, at the end, of the day, I always think the education is worth it, but you do need to find those places where you just go, okay, but like, I'm going to take a step back, I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to smell some flowers, basically. Yeah, uh, and you brought up a good point about dedicating part of our youth, because I was just talking to someone about this the other day, that, you know, I miss out on a lot of opportunities to see friends mm-hmm. and stuff, because I have to be in lab, mm-hmm. you know, I can't just take off a a full week in the summertime to go do whatever I want because, you know, I have, I have to set aside vacation days, you know, essentially, which is a lot like any other job. And I understand that, but it's, it's like, you know, I don't just go home and all right, my thinking brain for grad school is turned off. Right. Rarely does that happen. Rarely. Yeah. So I I feel like I've missed out a lot of on a, just being a, a person <laughs> that's not just surrounded in, in STEM. Yeah, I mean, because... Not that that's a bad thing. No, I don't, it's, it's not, I don't think it's STEM necessarily. Because like, there are jobs, like, if you wanted to do... If you wanted to work in a lab elsewhere, you could... And they paid you good money. You could work in that lab. Maybe it's a 9 to 5. At 5 o'clock, you go home. You don't need to think about... You don't need to think about what's happening tomorrow you don't need to you know you don't need to do research at home you don't need to take it home with you and i think that grad school encourages you to take all that stuff home with you and most jobs don't encourage you to take work home with you like you just you just don't have to you can go home and relax you can go home and go you can go home you can go to the bar after work you know but grad school is very much like oh well you know like if you you could do that but you have to be very i know some people who have figured out a schedule where they could do stuff like that where maybe they study for like an hour maybe two and then for the rest of the night they're chilling but most of us not we don't have that you know discipline to you know make that work so most of us are like oh well here's another paper i gotta write um over the weekend and it's like well it's the weekend for you and it doesn't always turn out to that right yeah and you know my advisor all the time is working over the weekend Mm -hmm. and i think that's another like kind of negative aspect of of academia is that you almost have to especially if you want to progress in Mm -hmm. your career is to bring home work first of all and then also create constantly yeah um that's so much pressure and there's also so much bureaucracy Mm. in academia yeah oh my gosh so much um i (laughs) i could go on for days but just getting like simple applications downloaded onto a school desktop could take days (laughs) yeah and for why why red red tape is yeah because because the, the school gotta you gotta pay for the license if the school doesn't have the license and it's just it's just all these weird things that's like wait, why is it this hard to just, like you you have more money than me certain <laughs> university <laughs> like i just paid you what yeah. did you do with that money where's my student re- where's my student fee going school like you told me i have food at home and i didn't even ask you school <laughs> like who gave you the right to tell me that right it's just so, it's just things like that yeah look and you know again i think i think one thing that um i don't maybe this is something that's just anthropology but like i don't and i've been thinking about this a lot it's like this encouragement to go into academia and after you're done in grad school which i again i don't disagree that that's a career path people should take but i think this idea that is like it's that, that grad school gears you to be in academia it's like i that's where i'm like it's maybe it shouldn't be maybe it should be to gear you towards to be an expert in the field not an expert in that in the academic part of it because i do feel like that's a lot of what grad school does sometimes yeah because it feels like a competition yeah it feels like everyone's in competition with each other and who's doing the best and Mm -hmm. whoever does the best gets an award at the end of the year right maybe they get a bonus maybe Mm -hmm. they get more funding for their grant and it's like why why don't people just get funding because they deserve it yeah why (laughs) don't we people need funding why don't all grad students just get guaranteed funding like that's one that needs to be the thing like because it's it you we don't get paid that i need to be we we need to be grad students do not get paid that much even if you're on like 
an NSF fellowship, for example, you get paid a good amount, but it's still not the median average for most Americans. I can guarantee you it's it's not it's it's good. It's higher than some other grad students. And, and that way you can't complain. I can't complain. But at the same time, it's not enough. It's still you're below. You're still basically just over minimum um, minimum wage. And it's even that is just like a strain because it's like I can imagine like we we're in Georgia, right? But if you we're not not even just Georgia, we're in Athens. But like if you are in a bigger city, Atlanta, and you're at a different university or something like that, like it's not it's the cost of living. Like the school has to take that into account. They don't always do. And then you get students who have to work other jobs. It's just like that should not be the thing that happens in grad school. It should not be normal at no. all. Someone who has to work two, three jobs mm-hmm. just to pay for student loans or student fees mm-hmm. hashtag i hate student fees hey hate student fees it's ridiculous yeah you you already want people to overwork themselves mm-hmm. to create something that's notable and not even give them a wage that they are worth right you know? it and it's also of... it's like also it's the it's the how much grad students get versus how much um the advisors and oh, like the upper man. administrators like it's just like again grad students are like at best a little bit over a minimum wage the advisors and upper administrators they're above the median some of them most of them are are, if you got tenure you're you're making over six figures oh yeah easily easily Mm -hmm. even if you aren't tenure in certain departments yeah you're over six figures right you know what i mean or like within six figures not Mm -hmm. over but yeah, do yourself a favor. That is public domain. Yeah, go with that. Paid up. by the federal government. That is all free to mm. look at. <laughs> um, it is my favorite game to play <laughs> to remind me of my place in society. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, it's pretty eye opening. It's eye opening. It's um, it's and it's, it's just it's just it's not fair. Yeah, and a certain institution won't name any names. No name names. Definitely, their student fees that graduate students pay that fee is to pay other grad students mm-hmm. the, or at least that is partial of the fee or mm-hmm. a majority of the fee is just to pay other grad students assistantships so we're essentially paying ourselves what is what sorry what <laughs> how how is that a thing how is that even real it's a messed up system um, it's pretty messed up there's just so much there's just yes. so much wrong with how this system is created and it also excludes people you know with all of this you have to have financial stability to be able to even consider dropping everything to go to grad school for however many years of your life if you're a caregiver that's even harder could not imagine it's so much harder shout out to y'all exactly and so i just feel like the least these institutions could do is to pay pay people over a living wage. This is a reasonable amount of money. Exactly. I was on Twitter recently and I saw, and this is going back to your comment about that it's exclusive. Like, undergrad's already a barrier. Like, let's just be, that's the first one. It's like, do you have $40,000 a year to come to this university? No? Sorry, you can't come. So that's the first barrier. Then you, if you can figure out how to work fast for to get you there, <laughs> then you go, you get in a lot of debt, and then it's like, oh, come to grad school, and you still <laughs> don't get it. Like, yeah. if 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 you took the money that you made in grad school and then tried to pay off your student loans, because oh, no. while you're in grad school, you'd still be in debt by the time you finish grad school. Exactly. Like, that's how many barriers there are. That's how much we look. That's how much we. And so that means we're not even getting a return on an investment until we're finished grad school. Like, and even after, I mean, even postdocs don't get paid. A they lot, don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's why, like, I've really been thinking about lately. Like, I do like the idea of doing research and teaching. But the idea of doing it in academia is like very rough now. I'm like I had you have transferable skills, especially you as a chemist. You can definitely find somewhere that is not a university and work and make good money. Like I, I'm glad I have made that. Uh, like I'm glad I did the geology part. Um, I'm glad I pursued geology along with the anthropology degree 
because I think the geology part um, and the chemistry and that, like, I'm not nowhere near as good as chemists as Jenna, but, like, I could work in a chemistry lab and be like, oh, okay, I could do this, or not even a chemistry lab. I could work for some agency and be like, oh, I know, I kind of know what's going on. Just maybe you have to train me a little bit, but it won't be that much, and I could do okay but there's that's the thing too isn't it you know all of these labels that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. okay sure you have a doctorate sure you have a master's Mm -hmm. at the end of the day whatever job you go to you're still gonna have to get training yeah right yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i just feel like there's so much exclusion all around just it's it's exclusion all all the way down down. you it's like when you see those job applications and they're like you need three years of experience and it's like I'm 16. <laughs> how? How did that? How? how? We're, you're and you're you're telling I'm it's, and this is this is retail and, and just to get paid like minimum wage. Minimum wage. Yeah. Barely. Barely. Like. And for what? For what? 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 What is? Why? It's just. It just. What are you really asking for? Is the question at that point? Like you're asking for three years. Or are you? Are you saying you just want me to be like if the if, if the subtext of that is we want you to be professional. Then just say, be professional. The favorite thing to say is, oh, well, we couldn't hire you because you're overqualified. I'm sorry, what? How am I overqualified? I thought you wanted my qualifications. Oh, well, we want something that we can teach. <laughs> so I just went to school for 10,000 years for nothing? Right. <laughs> it's it's frustrating. And um, I, I just want there to be some change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think salary is an easy one to fix off the uh, front end. I think that's off the front end. Um, also, standardized testing is stupid. Standardized testing fucking sucks. I'm, I I don't think I should drop the F out on the podcast. I'm, I hate the G- GRE sucks. Before. GRE sucks. SATs. Everything sucks. I'm not good at standardized testing. No. I don't know many people that are. Nope. And if you are good at standardized testing, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you psychopath like good for exactly you. <laughs> right like you want a cookie like yeah. shit i'm just uh sorry anyway I mean, it's also because we're both black and standardized testing you know has been shown to exclude people of color so that's part of it too exactly um i did not do well on the gre nope. And I think it's solely because I did not take linear algebra in high school. They don't, but they don't um, even ask you. They they didn't ask those type of questions. They didn't ask calculus questions. They asked like trigonometry, and did not even. They right. weren't even really asking trigonometry questions. It's just like fucking with you questions, and that's what made me mad about the GRE. Yeah, I to this day, I mean, I I could probably BS my way into telling you what an area of a triangle is, mm-hmm. but. Uh, what am I gonna do with that? What do you it's, want me to do with that? It's the way they ask. It'd be like, I forget. It's, it's the, it would. It wouldn't be even like the area of a triangle. It'd be like, what's the area of the triangle inside of a circle? And right. then they would be like, they Subtract would not. The... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't even be like they would like try to. And then you can't assume that it's to scale. And that's the thing that would always get me. It's like, like, why don't you just draw it to scale? Draw it to scale. It's not not to scale. You had to make this question through. It was, how is it not not to scale? That would make me mad. Exactly. There's just stuff like that. I I took the GRE a couple times. Like the first, the very first time, I think I just walked in there and put C for everything left because I was taking twenty credits that semester. So I was like, I'm not doing this today. So yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Twenty taking twenty credits is a lot yeah. on top of trying to study for the gre mm-hmm. that um, wasn't a good time you know I, I i always hear people say you know you gotta get i agree to it and then i don't agree to it like i agree that you can make change happen within the system like i really do but i don't think but i the thing is that you have to be willing to like buck against the system if that's what you're gonna do you have to be willing to be someone who's like i'm not doing this type of thing and you can't keep encouraging it by doing Doing the things that are, are making people's lives miserable. Like, you can't you can't keep... If you're going to do that, you got to be the one that's like, I'm standing up for this. So, Especially when that system was built specifically to exclude people of color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, when you're already... When you just got a seat at the table, mm-hmm. but the table is still majority white. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can't solve all the problems in one day without... People at the, already at the table making those changes because right. they know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm really tired of of being told to be the representative of my entire community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just put people who you want to see make changes in those positions and stop trying to paint it in some other way and say, oh, we're making change. Mm-hmm. See, we hired one black person. Yeah, thanks. We did it. That's, we solved racism. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, it makes it's, it's sad how much sense that does make. It's this crazy part. Just can't. Um, Someone I have a friend who said this recently. He's a grad. He's another grad student in anthropology, and I'm, I'm going to try to paraphrase what he said, um, or I'm going to try to remember exactly how he said it. He said something like, "Don't call me resilient anymore. Just treat me nice." And it was just like, "Yes, treat just, me just nice. Just treat me nice. Like just, just because like we're like I got." the most resilient student award at Penn state for in, for in a multicultural resource center when I was graduated. And I a hundred percent appreciated that because I did go through a lot to get through Penn state. Like, um, I'm sure I've talked about that story on the podcast. It was very tough and I'm not going to explain it. Cause I, I mean, I'll give the brief rundown, which is I didn't, I took a second for me to get to Penn state. And then I had to save up money once I got into Penn state, but to get to actually start Penn state, it was a journey, but it'd be way easier if college was free it'd be way easier if it was just like here's money to go to grad school if those things become way easier if it'd be way easier if it's like <laughs> hey you know what education is the same for everybody at a certain level like it's just like why if why in high school are we all so different already it's like education you can't keep should doing not that. be a privilege no it's not supposed to it's supposed to be you if if everyone has to get a, G, a high school diploma or a GED, then it should be the same education for it. Should not be this already this great inequality. Like, I, I forget where I saw the stat, but it's like, as a, a student in a public school in most cities, is like there's a a smaller dollar amount than like a like a student at a, like a private school in a suburb, and it's like that is not fair. That's not, it does not make sense. I mean, it all just goes back to the fact that it's all classism. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, mm-hmm. but telling me that someone with a certain degree and living in a certain area, you mm-hmm. know, going mm-hmm. to a certain school, you know, living within certain lines, making a certain amount of money, coming from wealth, you know, that's all, these, these are all classist yeah. ideologies mm-hmm. that we are living. <laughs> yeah. Not to go too much into like society yeah. or whatever. It's just. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to have to deal with as a grad student to have to do that all the time they should also just give us free um um free mental health and therapy honestly just what why is can we just get free stuff like why because why is that the hard question to ask why do i have to do a survey to get a free (laughs) t-shirt i'm tired of these surveys stop emailing me stop emailing me um certain universities but yeah 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 but it's just it's just very frustrating um i don't know grad school is a beast so what are some of the things you're thinking about once i know you're still you just got finished your first year indeed you're still kind of going through your first summer what how are you feeling about going into summer and how are you feeling about going to the fall um i'm cautiously optimistic i love that phrase i love using it i use it in emails all the time (laughs) i hope this email it's a professional yeah in this pandemic, I'm cautiously optimistic uh, about p- future plans. Uh huh. But I'm also just kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. Still, I think. Yeah, I mean, a five-year program is. It feels pretty daunting to look at at the at the front of it. Yeah, for sure. So I am kind of feeling the the force of of all five of those years just <laughs> weighing on my chest all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to go okay. I don't like to give up very easily. Mm. Um, it just annoys me to give up on myself. Yeah, I get that. And so I don't see that happening. But that's not gonna, that doesn't say I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it, it'll go okay if I just take more time for myself. Yeah. And not let it consume me because I'm pretty good at letting things consume me. Same. But yeah, what what about you? What do you what are you thinking going into your I am I can I am definitely looking at the finish line. I, I so 
once comps, once I take comps, and hopefully I pass comps, then, um, so that's when, so for the people who don't know, um, when you hear about PhD students and PhD candidates, that's, that's that process. Comps is the process. Comps is when, if you pass comps, you become a candidate. Once I become a candidate, I plan on sprinting, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I plan on just, like, hope, like, COVID is still going to be out there and it's still going to be something I need to consider because I haven't got out to the field and to do research. But my hope is that in the fall that we will be able to do those things and that I can finally go out there and get the soil samples that I need, bring them back to the lab, get the, do, and learn how to do the analysis on them, learn how to interpretate um, that data, and then full sprint towards getting done. Because I do want to just go live a little bit and not have to come home and be like, oh, let me read five papers today. Because this, because comps is not the first time you have to read five papers in a day. It's like the 500th time. Like, it's just like, I kind of just want to go and just be done um, and just work on other stuff. Like, if it's going to be academia, cool. But I'm definitely going to try to figure out a way to not make it shitty. And then, yeah, like, B-side's cool. Like, what if there's other stuff to do? Like, there's, there's other stuff to do first. There is other stuff to do. Like, I want to live and feel like I done the grad school part and just actually feel like I can do what I want to do and not feel like I have to bring work home every other day. Yeah, I think more than school even, having communities like BSI, mm -hmm. you know, have kind of opened my eyes to science communication, mm -hmm. science policy. You know, these are things I never thought about in undergrad or graduate school, to be honest with mm -hmm. you, until I kind of started talking to Jordan and every everyone else in BSI as being, you know, avenues that I can explore right. with my degree. <laughs> exactly, know? yeah. Like, I never really thought of that seriously until until recently. And, um, yeah, that you are someone else outside of, of grad school, and you don't have to go to grad school to be a scientist or undergrad, for that matter. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, there's like a linear path and like there's the perceived linear path to get to that PhD, but it's not linear. It's very, it's blurry and curved and people, it's just, it's just, you got to live. Like that's where, that's where the life is in the, the blur and the curve. Like go do that stuff too. Like, and that's why it makes me upset that, like, most grad programs are, like, trying to push you to do academia. Like, science policy is very important. Um, it is the thing that helps, like, those politicians that you get mad at make decisions. There are not enough scientists in their ears going, that's fucking stupid. Um, there's not enough people in science communication going, this is how, you know, white males for the last couple centuries have been explained how science is done. This is how science is actually done in reality. And this is how we have incorporated black and indigenous people's knowledge into the conversation of science. Like you can't keep presenting it this way. And then it's going like, oh, it's like, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves Bill Nye, but like there's, there are plenty of other science communicators who aren't Bill Nye. And like, they are making big waves sometimes and doing it in interesting ways. And like if they are, if you can look at them and look at how they are just regular people, then it becomes way easier to see yourself as someone who can do that stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to separate your love of science from your passion to be a part of your community. Mm -hmm. uh, the two can go hand in hand after we talk to Dr. Deborah Kamimukaz. Mm -hmm. I... That really opened my eyes as well, because you can bridge a gap between those two ideas and they aren't so far off. Right. Um, and so. Yeah, I don't know. We went on another rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 difficult being in grad school and you just got to find your your community and, and just be along for the ride. Yeah. Speaking of community. um. BSI has had we've been trying to incorporate more general members into BSI. Um, so please, we'll put the link into our Google form 
to for you to be put on our listserv basically that's pretty much what the b-side membership is right now it's a listserv that you become a part of as we grow and get better and produce more content then we will hopefully be able to provide more benefits and stuff to be in part of b-side but right now that's kind of all we got and we do hope that you fill that out because that allows you to become part of our we have so be the way b-side works is that we have um, our board members and our board members sit as chairs on our committees um we have the science communication committee uh, we have the science policy committee finance committee there's a recruitment membership committee and there's always room to make more so those are ways you can become part of b-side and be involved in b-side's future because we are an institute and in that institute part means trying to build something at last that can stand up to some of the other societal pressures that have kept black and underrepresented communities from not being scientists so that institute part is really important so that's one way you can become a part of it so it's also just something to consider definitely let us know what your thoughts are on our content and if you have any suggestions or corrections because mm -hmm. i certainly make mistakes oh yeah me too 100 percent all day every day and we just want to thank you for your support your continued support and Hopefully, um, we have encouraged you up to this point and going forward to be a scientist. Right. So, with that said, catch you guys later. Be Scientist is a podcast by the Black Science Coalition and Institute, or BSI, a 501c3 nonprofit. Be Scientist is hosted by both Jenna Carpenter, chemist, and BSI's research and development officer, and Jordan Chapman, geoarchaeologist and BSAS president. Music is produced by Delarallo and lyrics are by Ed Gunner. Special thanks to Michael Mike Castor Marshall and the Plaza Abbey Studios. If you'd like to donate to BSAI, visit our official website, bsai.org. That's b-sai.org. Your donation supports the B-Scientist and BSAI's other projects. We couldn't do it without you. So please tune in next time and always be scientists.